0: What's up, everybody? It's Lori, a.k.a. Loretta Chow, the sex reporter and co-host of the Insatiable Podcast with Smiley. So the last segment you heard was actually from yesterday. And Rich, I gotta agree that, yeah, sometimes the most braggadocious guys are not the guys that have anything to back it up with. That said, I mean, I'm not saying anything about you personally, but in general, it is really easy to hate on those braggy guys um, and say that you know you're humble, or that you know we're not we're distancing ourselves from that because you know we're very self-aware and we don't brag about stuff. We don't talk about how great we are. We we know that that's the what the losers do, and we're not the losers. That's another type of bragging. It's just more self-aware bragging. It's in the moment bragging. It's understanding that the conversation is going in a certain direction, and that everybody's sort of ganging up on the guys that act one way and saying, "Well, I don't act like that." I may not have the best sex game. I don't know. I don't want to set myself up for failure. It's very smart, but it's a type of humble bragging almost in a way. Um, And yeah, I guess we never just, we just never really know until we get naked and we're going at it and we see for ourselves. Uh, That said, there is something probably unspoken because I, I feel that the older I get and the pickier I get. I guess I've always been picky, but I feel like I have a little bit more success in terms of like the rate of partners that I do decide to sleep with and how good they are. Because it used to be like when I was in my 20s, if I did sleep with someone, it was like at least half the time, if not more, it was terrible. And now um, my success rate has gone up. And I think there's just something innate or something that I sense in a man where I know that he's probably you know going to be good. Maybe it's the way he speaks or the maybe the way he refers to different aspects of sex that shows me this guy probably at least not just knows what he's doing, but at the very least cares about my pleasure. Um, so I, I don't know what it is, but there is something. There is a way we can tell. I've not defined it yet. Um, and it's definitely not from the guy bragging about how great he is. <laughs> and it probably also isn't about a guy who, you know, Re, you know does the reverse brag like oh you know what what i what i just said earlier so anyway thank you for that call in happy wednesday insatiable the only thing that i have to say is um it kind of threw me off with that dude he was all like oh wait 40 we ain't got time for that extra but um <laughs> at the end of the day when it comes to the woman uh it makes sense to satisfy her first if you know that you're a quick pumper so i mean if you ain't trying to lick no pussy then you can't be mad that, you know, women run away from you. Like, <laughs> and if quit, if quit pumping
1: freaking makes you happy, <laughs> then by all means, to each his own.
0: Thank you for the call. And yeah, that threw me off too. But in Reg's defense, there was an earlier episode or an earlier day where we were talking about oral sex. And Reg was one of the only dudes that was about that life. So he was the only, I think he might have been the only man that day that called in as a proponent proponent of giving head to women. And so it's not that he neglects his woman, it's that he's saying his stamina runs out at older age. Which, look, Reg, I, I kind of get it, but like I said, I don't really think it's an excuse. Also, my personal experience, age should come with experience. And so... If you're getting up there, you might be too tired to have a whole crazy sex session, but you should also be much, much better than your younger peers or than, than men who are younger than you at holding it and having the technique and skill to know how to prolong the sex if that's what your woman wants. Just saying. And there are ways to take uh, less of the work onto the man and have the woman do most of the movement. You know, there are positions where the man doesn't have to move that much, but you should still be able to hold it in. That should not be an age thing. Depending on how old you are, I guess, and depending on the Viagra situation and all that. But if you're talking about men in their 40s, which I think you mentioned in your call in yesterday, I think by your 40s, you should have the, you should know how to hold it. You should know how to think about baseball, whatever it is that men do, so that you could wait for her to finish. All medical issues aside, because those are issues, I think men have to ask themselves sometimes when they feel like they can't hold it any longer or they can't possibly prolong sex. They have to think about whether they really can't or if they're really just not willing to. Because, you know, I have met guys that are in their mid-20s who claim that they can't possibly hold it. It's just not the way their body works or whatnot. And those men, after some convincing, have learned that actually, no, they can. They just need to learn how. But anyway, all of this is a nice segue into Reg's next call-in.
2: Hey, Lori, what's up? You know, we should we should we should have a day of discussion about foreplay. I love foreplay, man. I love foreplay. Matter of fact, sometimes I like it better than the actual act because. Some days, man, I'm, you know, I ain't in the mood for the actual act. I love to tease and make you want. And then when you think you're just about to get it, I'm gone. Bye. See ya.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Reg, let's talk about foreplay. This is a great topic and I'm glad you brought it up. And it's refreshing to hear a man say that he likes that foreplay. It's a little frustrating to imagine what your woman has to go through because you sound like you be like teasing her all the time and that's probably very frustrating. Tying that to the whole quick pumper situation though, it is true that if you can get a woman worked up enough during foreplay, it probably isn't going to take all that much to make her come if you haven't already made her come when it comes to actually getting down to the penis and vagina sex. but. It makes me wonder whether you have preferred foreplay all your life or is it, as you said yesterday, a product of old age that you don't really like to prolong the sex? Because, I mean, when you like one and not the other, maybe it's because, you know, you've got one down so you feel like the other doesn't really need to improve. But hey, sometimes a girl just wants to get it. And the foreplay is nice and it gets her all worked up and she's ready. But when she's ready, she wants it. She's not like, all right, well, you didn't know foreplay. So let's just forget about part two, like part two. Is, and that's that's the main event. Right. I mean, at least for some of us or a lot of us. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that and how that sort of developed. But definitely props to you for being a foreplay man and for taking care of your woman like that. More guys need to take lessons.
2: Hey, Lori, a.k.a. Loretta, the sex person on Anchor. <laughs> That's a funny name. But um, if you are talking about that subject, I think that a lot of guys and girls brag. That's fine. Do not over-brag or under-brag, which is bragging to be humble. Just brag and keep it that way. But When you brag, watch what you say, though, you know. Watch what you say. It comes back to you. The mouth, the, the, the tongue. It could be a sword. It could hurt us. Uh, it could help us. Um uh, but again, if you're going to talk about sizes, just, everyone has a lane, everyone has a skill, master it, perfect it, do whatever. Just have the confidence to connect with someone and have a meaningful experience. You both should be enjoying experience. You know, that's my my take on it. Um, I'm curious, are you going to talk about
1: uh, being celibate? Because I've had some experience with that.
0: All right, peace. I guess it's just about playing your cards right. I don't really see the logic in overselling yourself. I just think it's like an illogical, non-commonsensical thing to do, because obviously if you sell someone one thing and then you switch it up and you can't deliver, then that's just going to make you look bad and it's going to make them not want to come back for more. Then again, maybe these guys don't want repeat customers. Maybe they're just trying to get that one chance and get theirs, which you know what? Actually, that's pretty smart on their part. They got what they wanted and they don't care what we want. Um, Either that or they really actually think that they're great and they don't realize that they're not. So that's a whole other issue on celibacy, though. I really I that's a topic I really do like to talk about. There is are people who are voluntarily celibate, either for external reasons like their spirituality or religion or just personal choice. And then there are also people who are actually asexual who don't really want to have sex. And those are just as important in terms of um, topics related to sex as topics that are about the sex itself so if you do have something to say about that i would really love to hear from you
2: yo Lori. yeah foreplay here's the thing i've always liked it always um i am um... <laughs> wow Here, here's the thing um when i was younger when I was in my teenage years, um, I listened I listen to music a lot. The number one artist for me at that time was Prince. And he talked about a lot of foreplay in his, in his songs, right? And I did a lot of research and backstories on him and Andre Simone and how they used to tie girls up in their basement and tease them and all that. Yeah, so um, for me, it's always been foreplay. I've always enjoyed that. Like I said, I study women and I learn what they like. And the funny thing is, I I had a girlfriend break up break up with me because she said, all you want to do is make love. You never want to fuck. I'm sorry. That's what I like. <laughs> you, you know, so, um, yeah, she was like, you, you never want to just get into it. No, because... I've always been a conceited person. I've always felt um, like you're getting this gift from me. Yo, we're going to take our time and do it right. Because she always wanted a quickie. I never, ever really wanted a quickie. Never. My sessions took time.
0: Reg, first of all, I want to thank you for these colons, and there's more to come, everybody. But it should be noted that you have said you don't like to talk about your private business on in public, and so I feel very privileged and honored that you have decided to talk about this topic with us. Um, there's that. On foreplay, I think it is wonderful and it's beautiful that <clears throat> you take the time out. For foreplay that you enjoy it and you genuinely want to please the woman that you study her that you that you look at all the ways that you can work your magic that is great um that said you know talking about this girl who just wanted a quickie and how she always wanted a quickie i would just play a little devil's advocate and say she probably always wanted the quickie because that's the thing you never gave to her and if your mission is really to con- To to please your woman and and to give her what she wants and make her and drive her crazy and all that, I would say I'm not telling you what to do, but I would say sometimes people got to change it up. Um, Women do love foreplay, we love all the stuff that comes before sex, but we also don't want the same thing every single time. Sometimes we do want a cookie. Sometimes we do just want to get fucked. I mean, we are versatile creatures, and there is often an assumption. That women just want the gentle lovemaking and the romance and whatnot, and it's not—it's just not true. You want to change it up a little bit. Sometimes you just want to be taken. Sometimes you just want that animalistic sex. And so, um, I don't know what your situation is now, but for anybody out there listening, I would say definitely take notes from Reg because he obviously is—you know—he is of a dying breed of men who um, still care about or maybe not dying i feel like there's always been a segment of men who have taken their time and like to do the love making do the foreplay and there have always been men who don't even know how to do that and just jump right in whether the girl's dry or wet or whatever but i would say part of reading the girl is not just reading her body language when you're teasing her when you're doing all the stuff that comes before sex but it's also knowing that maybe her personality likes to shake it up a little bit maybe sometimes she likes the element of surprise so Um, That's all part of reading the woman, in my opinion. In fact, breaking it down for one type of psychology around fucking versus lovemaking and why women want the former, it's similar to what you are saying, Reg. You You want that feeling of making a woman go crazy. You feel that conceit of the abilities that you have to manipulate a woman's body and her reactions to your body. The reason why women want to be fucked sometimes is because there, it's, it's a huge turn-on to know that your partner has lost control around you, that somehow your partner wants you so badly that he needs to just take you right then and there. He doesn't have time for that 30-45 minute session of foreplay before you get to the good stuff, right? I mean, I'm paraphrasing here. Obviously, it's all the good stuff, but that's the, that's the reason why there are times when women want it slow, and there are times that women just want a quickie, and there are just... Different uh, styles for different times. Also because, you know what? Sometimes there isn't time for like a one, two hour session of foreplay plus lovemaking. Sometimes you just want to get it in and, you know, on a break between work or before the kids come home or when you're waking up and you need to leave the house. Um, there's so many things. And if you're going to choose between, if you're going to say, honey, I'm sorry, we can't have sex because we don't have an hour and a half to spare right now to do the entire thing and the whole shebang, we're going to have to schedule it for next week when we have a long break. That has got to be a damper on the mood, right? Like sometimes it's just spontaneous and you don't even have that much time. What are you going to do then?
2: I think it's, it's it's sort of a fetish thing with me. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I guess you would call it a fetish. I just the, the the look of intense pleasure upon a woman's face is like, oh, my goodness. You know, so <laughs> that's why I say to me, to me, the act of foreplay is more is more enjoyable than the act of actual sex. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the sex. I do, but I love, oh my goodness, anyway. Wow, I got to get up out of here and go grab me something to eat, man. This is... I could talk about this like forever.
0: Reg, I totally feel you. I get that what you're saying is that that's what you like, but I got to ask. You're saying you like to please the woman, but if what pleases the woman in some cases is the, is the dick, then why not give it to her? That's the big question. I mean, I guess what it comes down to is you're still just trying to please yourself. When you, like, you like to give, that gets you off. But why not do a little compromise and sometimes let the woman get what she wants too? And I'm not saying she doesn't want your foreplay. I'm saying maybe she just wants to change it up and maybe you could try it a little bit.
2: Also, Lori, earlier you were talking about... um... You know, we were talking about stamina, and you were saying how, you know, you know, some young guys and, you know, age. Well, yeah, age does play a big part for men. And if these young guys that are in their 20s and ain't lasting, oh my goodness, what's wrong with them? Because when you get older, it's expected. I mean, when I was in my 20s, man, yeah, I used to, yeah, yeah. Which. Which reminds me, question, what is the longest sex session you've ever had? Mine was, oh wee, it was almost four hours, (laughs) yeah, and and not actual sex, but the whole foreplay, everything, yeah, that was an afternoon, woo, wow, wow. That was, that was like when I was, what, 20, ooh, I was 28, and my girlfriend and I had the entire weekend off, we got, we had our own business, so we did not go to work that Thurs, that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, and, but that Friday evening, for some strange reason, I was really in the mood, and yeah. Four, almost four hours, man. Three, we started at like 3.10 that afternoon. And still wasn't completed. We just wanted to go get something to eat around about 6. So, yeah, it was about 6.49. Wow. Golly. Memories. Mm. Mm.
0: You said 3.10. To 649. Can we just take a moment? Because this shit was apparently so epic that you actually timed it like when you started, which to me is the most difficult part because when you start getting in the mood, when do you when do you count it? Do you count it at the dinner time when you start like playing footsie under the table? Or is it like when you're on the couch when you first like put your arm around her? Like what exactly happened at 310 that made you set an alarm or look at the clock? Just wondering. But anyway, um, yes, those tend to be, those long memorable sessions tend to be the things that we never forget, that we keep with us for a long time. Um, Those are some great moments uh, to be noted for life, but that doesn't mean quickies should never happen. And also, it would be pretty sad if life was just a string of a handful of memorable sessions where years later you're still talking about it, but in between the memorable sessions, nothing is happening because I mean, that's my biggest sort of uh, objection to the stuff that you're saying, because what you're talking about is not possible on a daily basis. And if you're going to be having regular sex, it's not going to be that epic every single time. So the suggestion here is that you either make it epic or you don't have it at all. And I'm sorry, but I, I, I don't know, I might take regular sex over a handful of epic sessions of sex if it were you know come down to choosing a partner i don't know actually i wonder what other people think about that would you rather have a steady supply of sex or would you rather have sex once in a while but have that sex last for three four hours at a time like and be so crazy that you never forget it let me know as for answering your question reg for me um the sessions that last super long definitely need to have breaks in between because I can't go. I don't have the stamina to go four hours like that. I have had all night sessions that are pretty memorable. It usually involves both me and the partner um, reaching orgasm several times because, and then like taking a break because to just go at it without climaxing for several hours. That's not easy. I mean, like, eventually shit dries up. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if the even if all the foreplay and everything else is really good, at some point you get tired, you also kind of, like, run out of positions and places to move around the area that you're in. And, you know, there's just a lot of factors. And maybe I just have, like, undiagnosed ADD or something, but I just don't have the patience to be, like cycling through different things for that many hours at a time. That said, when things are going well, you sort of do lose track of time and it goes by real fast. But I would say it's an all-night thing. um, And I've only had an all-night thing probably on a handful of occasions in my whole life. Because contrary to popular belief and contrary to R&B, that shit does not happen all the time just because you like a guy or just because you're in love. I also definitely don't really ever know how long exactly it lasts because I don't look at the clock. Uh, I might look at the clock afterwards, but I never know when it starts, really. So I guess the best thing is like when you are at it for so long, you've done it so many times, you sort of fall asleep and then somehow you wake up and you're already having sex again and then the sun comes up and you're like, what the fuck day is it right now? That is the best, but uh, I have not timed it down to the minute like you. As for the age issue, I think there is a, there's a period of time early on in a man's sexual awakening where he actually needs to learn how to hold it. And Reg, I, I guess we're talking about different time periods because if you are experienced enough at a certain point, maybe like in your mid to late 20s, by then you should know well how to please a woman, how to um, make yourself last and all that. But before that, depending on how many partners you have, and depending on how many people have educated you on the subject, how many of the women that you've been with have actually asked you to say, hey, can you just wait a little bit? Like, wait for me. Um, there's that period of time where men are just they're just not good at it yet because they have not trained. They have not tried. Um, maybe they don't masturbate enough. They don't know what it means to edge. And so it is difficult, physically difficult for them to do it. And so I would say that the age argument is kind of inverse. Right. The older you get, the more experience you should be in holding it in. And in my experience, which it's not like with a ton of partners, but it's with enough to know that the older men and it's not like I've been with senior citizens, but the older men tend to be more experienced. The older men tend to be, to your point, better at foreplay, but they're also much better at disciplining themselves and and holding off. And if they're on the brink of orgasm, they can actually pull it back, whereas the young guys are just like, oh, God, I can't help it. And it's like, really? That's all you got. Um, That's usually with the young dudes. So it's because they're too eager and whatever else. And like I said, it's all about experience. But hey, that's just my limited experience. And as a side note, I specifically remember one partner who was actually all about bragging about his foreplay game and whatever. He was younger, probably one of the younger guys in terms of age difference that I'd ever been with. And he talked a good game. And he was actually very excellent. At certain kinds of foreplay. And I was very amazed by that, but it turned out to be a lot of buildup and not necessarily consistent follow through. And that was just what he was used to because he felt like, well, if I can get you off in the early part of the session, then all I need to do is not really worry about you in the second part of the session, which... For some women, like, yeah, as much as we love for a man to go down on us, as much as we love to be teased and to be driven crazy and all that other stuff, the main event still matters. So just putting that out there for any guy who's listening and for whom this applies to get your foreplay game right. But don't forget about the dick either. I've been inspired by Jasmine Station to bring up something else, which is more about relationships than it is about sex. Um. She's talking about who's to blame in cheating situations and all that. You should definitely check out her station. She's awesome. She's like, I think fairly new. Is that right, Jasmine? You're fairly new to anchor, but killing it because she's just got she's just direct and honest. And that is my favorite type of people. So one of the things that is that we're talking about there is why people stay with cheaters after they discover that they cheat, not just once, but multiple times. Why do they take them back? And that, you know, has I've heard of people doing it and i do understand i'm not you know i understand that it's hard to leave a person and that cheating maybe isn't the last thing that's gonna make you want to blow up your relationship maybe there are other reasons to stay but when it comes to like consistent disrespect consistent betrayal and lying and just not being able to trust your partner i think what i see a lot of women do is stay because they are afraid to leave they're afraid to be alone and look if you're gonna stay with a cheater I'm sure there are a hundred reasons why you might stay with a cheater that you don't need to explain to anybody else. But if the one reason why you're staying is because you're afraid to be by yourself, I'm sorry, but something needs to change. Being afraid of being by yourself is never a good reason to stay with any man, whether it's because of cheating or woman, sorry. Whether it's because of cheating or because you're just unhappy, the person's not putting enough effort into the relationship, they're rude to you, maybe they're verbally abusive, maybe they're physically abusive, whatever the case may be, we need to learn to love ourselves so that being single is not a bad option being single should be just as pleasing to you as staying with a person who makes you unhappy i mean it should be more pleasing to you i once met a woman who was had a successful career she was beautiful she was funny she was fun to be around we were all hanging out and somehow we just got into a deep conversation about her relationship she told me all these horrible things about her boyfriend and how he just didn't care what she thought about anything he wanted to move to a place that was like really far away from her job and he's like I don't give a fuck if it's far away from your job you can either move with me or not I really don't care either way and I was like why are you with this man like can you can't I mean maybe maybe you're just not telling me the good stuff about him because you're just in the mood to complain right now so there must be a reason why you're still with this man and she's like well he can be nice to me sometimes and I'm like that's the reason that's a terrible reason like he's nice once in a while so you're gonna choose to live with him despite the fact that he's making you so unhappy and her answer was well i'm in my 30s you must know you're in your 30s too it's so hard to get a man in your 30s it would be impossible i'll probably be alone for the rest of my life if i break up with this guy um and i'm just like i mean all that i i i was my mind was blown that someone would think that that you can't get a man anymore in your 30s. I mean, I know that there are people out there who think that, but generally successful career women know that that's like a myth. That's like, or or whatever. But then she goes on to explain to me that she has never been single a day in her life since she was like 15 years old. So she's just one of those serial monogamists who who has like overlapping relationships and doesn't leave a man until she's got another one waiting in the corner. So essentially, she's just terrified of being by herself because she's never done it before as an adult. And I tried to convince her that there were merits to being single, that there's freedom and independence and that, no, it's not a death sentence. Yes, you might find another guy, but she was just adamant. Um, And I haven't talked to her since, but, you know, I felt really bad for her and uh, because she was so unhappy. And I guess the best thing she could hope for was that some other guy was going to sweep her off her feet and make her leave her... Terrible, inconsiderate asshole of a boyfriend. And I hope that happened because the way it was is just man, it was so sad.
1: Girl, I couldn't even finish the segment. I had to chime in real quick. So you were saying that, um, you know, basically she was scared to be alone or whatever. But my thing is being single is probably one of the best times of your life. At that point, you're gonna learn your worth, you're gonna learn you know, what you're willing to tolerate and put up with. And that way, it's easier to cut people off quicker, because you know what you you know what you're willing to accept, you know what you're willing to put up with. So no, if you have step in, if you're not, if you're not going to come to me correct, then I could cut you off easily. But she probably is just used to, I don't know, I guess afraid to be alone, and just comfortable in those situations. But yeah, that's, that's terrible, but I know people like that too. So I, I I understand.
0: So that was Jasmine again, this time talking about or responding to uh, the segment that I had about the crazy things people do to avoid being single. Yeah, it's real sad when people are just terrified of being alone, because if you love yourself, you can enjoy the time that you have by yourself. And I think, um, I, I mean, I think we've all been in places in a place where we're kind of afraid to be left alone or to leave our partner because you know we're worried we might not get into another relationship but that's always a time that we need to remind ourselves like you know what we don't need a relationship to be whole people and to like ourselves and to enjoy life not that we would prefer it um because i know just it's just facts that a lot of people don't but there's nothing to be afraid of
1: now hold on lori wait <laughs> You said three or four hours. That to me, that's impossible. I really think people lie about stuff like that because even an hour is a long ass time. Um, but I will say, like on a drunk night, we all both just off the Hennessy feeling good. I like when it can last for a while, but even so, it that an hour is really pushing it, bro. But, um, I would definitely choose the I think you said the steady supply of sex like just the good consistent sex on a regular basis because yeah that epic every once in a while no I need that shit on the regular but I, I do like those nights where it'd be like damn that was good as hell so yeah but that three to four hour stuff boom I be done dried the fuck up but yeah that's my take
0: It's true. I mean, he was talking about including foreplay and everything. But for me, if it's going to be that long, it's definitely we're talking about multiple sessions consecutively, not one entire long session. I could not keep up with that. And even with the foreplay, like first, if it was an actual session of sex um, that just like you said, we would be dry by then. Like, no, I don't. I know what superhuman vagina is able to stay wet for so many hours. But um, in terms of foreplay, I don't think I could be patient enough to deal with a few hours of foreplay. That shit would drive me crazy. I don't know. Reg has some responses to our skepticism and to some of the things that we responded to all his columns today. So here's that coming up.
2: It was like um, a personal thing with me. It was my own personal reference, you know, um, looking at the clock and oh uh yeah the um, girlfriend that broke up with me because she wanted a quickie um i gave her her quickies you know it's just that um she wanted quickies in weird places like burger king bathroom uh the parking lot at the at the uh, stadium and stuff like that uh eh, no i'm i'm not a um she was like a warrior type. She always liked for people to watch. I wasn't into that. You know, I really wasn't. Um I'm not I'm not a warrior type. Um uh, Speaking of which, funny. Well, here's a little story for you. Back in the day, uh, a friend of mine, well, one of my buddies, we was hanging out at the club. We met these two young ladies, very nice young ladies. Um we Ended up going back to their crib. And um, anyway, we got all hot and heavy and everything. And the young lady um, wanted me right then and there. But I couldn't because they had (laughs) some friends in in the other bedroom and stuff. And and, well, the house was kind of crowded and i couldn't because the house was too crowded because and then like my friend he was with his young lady and they were like right next to us and i couldn't i couldn't i got up and left man i couldn't i i yeah group sex nah can't do it